Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, attacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Hello and welcome back into Two Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. My name is Brucker and I am joined by Chris. And today we have kind of a de- depressing game to talk about. Chris, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I definitely could be better. We can just leave it at that. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, the Titans are coming off of a loss to the Colts. They lost 16 to 23 up in Indianapolis. And whew, dog, man, I it it felt like honestly, this felt like we were watching the Bizarro Titans. Like it felt like we were in the upside down and Stranger Things watching a team that I'm a little unfamiliar with, like all the things that we are bad at. We were semi we were kind of good at and all the things that we're normally good at. We were terrible at this game. So I, I have just no idea what the fuck is happening right now. Yeah, it it felt like the teams like switched jerseys secretly because all the all the things the Colts did to win that game are exactly what the Titans do well when they're winning games. Uh just all the way all the way down from the trenches to their third down offense and defense to the running game like it it was like if I could just close my eyes and imagine it reversed like I would be a happy man but it was it was really frustrating to watch yes it was and it was extremely frustrating because like on offense we marched down the field you know we got in the red zone it it almost was like I don't know like the like one of the other games we had this year like maybe the the Saints or maybe even the Browns but like we're able to march down the field to get in the red zone, but we just could not capitalize and get touchdowns. I mean, you know, congratulations to uh, Ty J Spears for getting his first NFL career touchdown. You know, congrats to him. He looked good. But outside of that, really, we couldn't run the ball. Derrick Henry did not look like normal Derrick Henry. Line wasn't that great. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss at what went wrong for this offense. Yeah, they were not getting push up front whatsoever to establish the run, uh, which is one thing that we have identified as as a key feature, or I think anyone with eyeballs has identified as something that the Titans need to do to be successful. And I don't really give two shits who's running the ball, if it's Henry or Spears at this point. We just need someone getting yards on the ground. Um, That fourth down play at the end, the guy that tackled Henry was not even blocked. He wasn't even fucking blocked. So... The, the the scheme on the running blocking, the run blocking, I'm not sure if if that was just a mistake by the offensive lineman or what, but that that is a symptom of a larger issue where we were not getting any push whatsoever. The pass pro, I think, was better than than we've yeah. seen in recent games. Uh, Henry Ter- Tannehill got one sack on him and a couple that probably should have been sacks he he got away from. But man, like I have not seen this team run block as poorly as that since I don't even know when. 
Yeah, no, it was it was pretty uh, depressing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we we just couldn't really get anything going. I mean, thank God that we signed Nick Folk in the offseason, man, because I I can't imagine just how more insane I'll be going if we've had the normal kicking that we've been having and like we're at least getting a field goal range, but missing the, the goddamn <laughs> field goals. Um. But yeah, I mean, like in also, it wasn't just the offense. I mean, defense didn't look great either. I mean, you know, our front or, you know, defensive line did not, you know, eat them up like how we thought they would, how they normally do. Dude. Christian Fulton is becoming a big problem. So <laughs> it was the Bizarro Titans this week. Saying the defense didn't look great is very generous. They were awful. Yeah, the I this the run defense was completely non-existent. They couldn't hold up against a fart in the wind when the Colts were running the ball. It was just they were getting to the second level within a millisecond. They were hitting our linebackers as the ball is snapped, like teleporting to Al- Aziz Al Shire and wiping him out of the play. Uh, I I don't know. Did Tiger did uh. Did Tyre Tart just make a lot of money by not playing a game? Is he that big of a deal? Because shouldn't be. I mean, he shouldn't be. But goddamn, they couldn't do anything in the trenches. Fulton, yeah, he's a big problem for this team right now. I mean, if if I were if if I was any offensive coordinator scheming against the Titans' defense, I would just say we're we're throwing left every single fucking time because either it's going to be a big play or he's going to get a pi. It's it's a no lose situation for an offense going up against him right now. He's he's so in his head about everything that even when he it has nothing to do, he's just going to trip up some guy like on that third down in the fourth quarter when we had a chance mm-hmm. to get the ball back. Uh, that was just completely inexcusable. Like some of these some of these penalties and some of these passes he's letting go on some like let's be honest like mid wide receivers. Like you want to tell me Josh Downs should be getting open that often like get give me a fucking break yeah and exactly like it was downs this rookie it wasn't even michael Pittman, who i don't even think is like a crazy good wide receiver or anything uh yeah and and honestly i know like you know halfway through this game or in the first quarter actually anthony richardson went went down and i think he's actually on ir now but uh i i was worried with Minshew coming in because i think right now you know, present day Minshew is a better quarterback than Richardson right now. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> when he came in, oh, cause yeah. I was like, that dude's going to pass on us. I mean, he's not like an excellent passer or anything, but he's better than Richardson. I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Minshew coming in was probably the worst thing that could have happened. And some, it, it's a bizarre game when we're like, yeah, the backup, <laughs> he's going to fuck us up. Yeah. Uh, but he sure as shit did. And, yeah, you know, I got a lot of I don't like Minshew just because he's always played well against the Titans for our rivals. But like he's a good quarterback, you know, questionable style, but he's a good <laughs> solid quarterback. And yeah, they're lucky to have him up there for sure, because Richardson does not seem uh, durable right now. And yeah, once once he came in and started driving down the field, I was like, yeah, we're fucked. Like we're just we might have had a chance to get Richardson off schedule, but Minshew's pretty mentally tough when it comes to things like that. Yeah. And he's pretty seasoned. He's been around the block. He's also played against the Titans a bunch. And 
it also changes the defensive scheme too. Cause you know, they they were playing for Richardson, but you know, which maybe keeps Kevin Byer and some of the safeties like way, way deeper, but you know, with, and you know, maybe if Richardson was dude, I don't know, man, there's, I'm also just surprised with, with Minshew coming in, Zach Moss also just like tore us up too. He had 23 carries, 266 yards and two touchdowns. Zach Moss looked like Derrick Henry out there. And yeah, I just, uh, it was just rough all, all around and I'm trying to find some bright spots. And like, maybe that this is cause this has been such a roller coaster of a season. Like, like we literally have a bad game, like a, sh- like a dog shit game, a good game, a dog shit game, a good game. So we just cannot be consistent or stack good games. And again, you know, where, where are we now? Like five weeks into the season. So what we've had three away games. Yeah. We've scored two and, two and three, three, oh, and three in away games. Yeah, we are. And I think we've only scored one touchdown in the three away games, which was this Spears. week with, with Spears. Yeah. So <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And then like we, we fucking look exciting as hell at home. And we look like we have an electric team when we're home, but on the road, which is backwards too, because normally we're better on the road previously. And we're also yeah. better. We've been historically better in the red zone. So like, I, I, I don't know what's going on with this team. Is it just the changing of the guard with some players? Like, have we really seen some of our older players really kind of hit, hit a wall? Like, because like Tannehill was not the reason why we lost this game, and like Tannehill's been like, besides outside of the Saints game, we said this every week. I think outside of the Saints game, he really hasn't been the issue in my opinion. But I, it, it's just getting to a point where like I just don't know like what, like what what the like the finite issue is right now. Yeah, it's really hard to pin it down. Uh, the roster just does not seem deep enough, especially on defense, to to manage a game like and stack these wins because it we don't have many positions where we can pull off someone that's underperforming and put on someone else that's going to be doing well you know we saw outside linebacker that's that might be the case um running back maybe wide receiver if you turn your head and squint but it seems like once we have a player get tired or someone's just having a bad game like that's it we got no other options so, you know, Fulton's out there having a stinker. Uh, Pecco's having a stinker on the defensive line. Gibbons and Al Shire were completely ineffectual in the game. But we don't, who the fuck are we going to put in? We got no one. This is right. a part of the problem with the rebuild, you know, uh, an in-season rebuild that, that Carthon wants to pull off. Like, I, I'm, I'm in favor of the strategy. But this, this might be the weakness of it. Like, if, if you got someone on a bad day, like, you there's no coming back from it and and maybe i'm not superstitious but we might have an odd week curse coming on so just buckle up dude buckle up and this week is kind of a bad test for it because we are technically the home team for this upcoming game in london and we'll get to that in the second half of this but i i don't know i mean like the i think the Bengals ended up winning this week against Arizona, but like Arizona has been so weird this year. Um, so basically the point I was trying to make was like, are we just good against bad teams, but like horrible against like average to above average teams? Um, I don't know. 
but because I mean, we we went toe to toe with the Chargers, and I mean, we won in overtime. But I mean, like that's they do have a soft defense. Um, we handled the Bengals, but they looked like absolute shit. So I don't know. And what you were talking about with the the mid season re- rebuild, I mean, like I, I'm I'm kind of convinced that you know we do need a rebuild that we do need to fill in these holes. We need to get talent and everything. It just makes for the mid-season rebuild, it just makes it not not a fun product to watch for the fans for for most weeks when when we do have these games. No, it's it's entirely schizophrenic where we just we are all over the place. We're mm-hmm. you know really fun last week against the Bengals and against the Chargers, and then you just oh god, it 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 it's hard to put into words if you're not experiencing it in the moment. But it's like it's moments of just joy and like really getting behind your team and like, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then the next week happens, you're like, no, yeah, we're dog shit. I should have done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like last (laughs) week we were so hyped and talking so much shit about us going up to, to Indy, but dude, I don't know. And like, I don't even think like Indy is really like a good team, you know, like I don't, I'm like, sure. Like the, like sure Zach Moss looked okay, but like, and he's been having like a fine, like fantasy season, but like, I don't think that they're like a real competitor, like for the division or anything like that. No, they, they don't seem like a playoff caliber team. No, even after beating the Ravens and, and beating us, oh, the Ravens have looked like shit too. This the, year. the Ravens have looked like shit, but they still got talent. So, Oh my God. I, I'm just at a loss. Like what, how long, how much longer <laughs> we got to keep doing this? We're 14 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any fucking I mean, answers, man. <laughs> well, okay, let me throw you let me throw you this question that I've seen posed a lot on the subreddit. Are you are you calling for Rabel's head? Like, do you think like Vrabel is now in the hot seat or anything? Um or do mm. you think we need a new head coach? Like, is that the solution? Because I don't mm, think no. I don't think Vrabel's the issue. No, 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 no. The, I think firing Vrabel would be a really bad move. Rabel's probably the only reason we even won a couple games. Like, let's be honest. The, him and Tim Kelly, yeah. Him and Tim Kelly, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's let's just let's not have revisionist history here on this Colts game. Vrabel made the right calls in terms of when to kick the field goals and at the end when to go for it on fourth down. Agreed. The team did not execute. The team did not execute on the fourth down play where they failed to block a linebacker. Also, a quick note on that, Tannehill, hindsight's twenty twenty. Tannehill should have checked out of that play. We had two players in motion. It was clearly, you know, there was some confusion as to what was supposed to happen on the play call. I think at that moment he needs to check out or, or burn a timeout because that's such a critical point in the game. Mm-hmm. And we could almost tell just as Vrabel was probably thinking like, I can't give the Colts back the ball willingly with a lead because they're just going to burn off eight minutes and, and kick a field goal to win the game. It doesn't matter. Like they needed a touchdown. The offense didn't execute on fourth down the defense. Well, they didn't execute at all throughout the game. So we, we already knew that was going to happen. No, Vrabel does not need to be fired. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I think it's kind of it's very reactionary to be calling for for Vrabel, in my opinion. I mean, 
let, let's not forget the hand that he's dealt this season with with the talent that he has. And I agree with you. It's it, the calls have been fine. Like the calls have been, you know, I agree with them. It's been the fucking execution. And sure, some people can argue that goes to like preparation and coaching and all that. But also, look at Chig. Chig has not had like a great season so far. He's had a lot of drops. I think he had four drops this past game. He he caught five of nine targets. And Chig hasn't been the, the player that we thought he was going to be so far. And he's had he's he's had the drops. He's Burks has you know been he's now missed two games. Really, DeAndre Hopkins has been the bright spot in the the wide receiver group. Him and Tannehill still seem to have like a good connection, and he he was like the only guy that was like really producing on offense when we got the balls in his hand. So, I mean, and you, but you can't just force feed him all game, you know, right. So, yeah. So, anyways, but back to my original question. Yeah, I I don't think that I don't think that we need to be like putting Vrabel in the hot seat or anything like that. No, I agree. And I got a question for you too. Um, where do you land on Tannehill trade rumors? I I haven't seen specific trade. Oh wait, I did see that alert today. Uh, I'm honestly I'm for it because not because I think he's a bad player or like you know that he's cause causing the game or the team wins or anything like that but I, th- I just think it's time to move on i mean i think it's time for some sort of spark in the locker room uh and also i, I like we've talked about carthon and company need to see what we have with will levis if if it's him and not malik willis starting i mean i feel like that we need to see who we have in the guy that, that they traded up for um and how to build around him and it will be good for his development, in my opinion, to go ahead and get him in. I I normally am of the mindset, like, let's let him sit a season. But we haven't seen Will Levis play since the first preseason game. He didn't play he, any of the other preseason games. He hasn't even been active on any game day. Yeah, he hasn't. And I, I'm sure, like, there, good stuff could be happening behind the scenes at practice and everything. But... This dude needs to get some reps. He, he needs to get some live reps in games, in my opinion. And I, with him, if he does come, let's say Tannehill does get traded and Levis starts, I don't expect this team to all of a sudden start winning games. In fact, I expect the opposite. But I kind of just want to see, you know, what we have in this guy and like, how do we need to be structuring the rebuild then? You know? Yeah. I, I don't really want to trade Tannehill like this week. No, um, I'm very open to the possibility, knowing that it's pretty unlikely that a quarterback gets a starting quarterback gets traded in the middle of the season. That's not something the NFL usually has much of an appetite to do. So with that said, if we're down at the trade deadline and we're under like two games under 500, say we lose to the Ravens and then I think there's one more game after that because we have the bye week. So if we're sitting at two and five sure like what what are we what do we have to lose at that point because coming back from two and five to have a playoff run is extremely unlikely and at that point you might as well just throw the kid out there and see what he's got kind of deal yeah yeah we're not Tannehill's not the future we all know that like you it's obvious yeah he should not be resigned this offseason I know like 
<laughs> I know during the summer I was kind of saying you know there's been rumors that they might extend him one more year, but like I I don't think that that's a smart move. He's too he's too expensive in my opinion. We need to we need to get younger. <laughs> yeah, he's he's expensive. He's he's not exactly like I I think he's a good quarterback, right? He's a good like middle of the road quarterback in my opinion. And teams can win with him, but they gotta have other pieces fully working you know the defense has to be on point the offensive line needs to be pretty good if without those things he's not he's not you know prime Aaron Rodgers that can just will a team to a victory on his arm and that's okay but that's not really gonna take us anywhere like if he's if he's prime Aaron Rodgers you're like we'll just stick this shit out you know we gotta we gotta stick it out because we always got a chance with him I, I it's not true with Tannehill and it's not a dig. There's not true for 99% of quarterbacks to ever play in the league. So we don't know if it's true for Levis. That's the great unknown. And that's kind of what's fun about the prospect of of potentially trading Tannehill and just handing him the keys to the Bentley and saying, like, dude, just drive. Let's see how fast you can go. I'd be okay with it. I think we need to be out of realistic playoff chances for, for it to happen, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I think that this conversation is also kind of shedding some light that, that, you know, as we approach our trade deadline, we are not buyers. We are sellers <laughs> at this point. You know, we, I don't want to see us trading, like spending draft capital on somebody. You know, I, I, I will be pretty upset if I see us if I see us trading away picks for, for somebody to try to salvage this season, because I just don't think it's worth it for this year. Like we need to pick. I would much rather have the picks for next year. And, um, but yeah, I, and kind of like I was saying about how with the Bizarro Titans and this fucking roller coaster we've been on, it's not fun for the fans, but it could be kind of fun to see, you know, see Will Levis play. And, you know, even if he does bad, you know, we all might be rooting around him or something. I don't know. At least for me, that's how I would, I would always be like excited seeing like, you know, all right, let's see what he does this time. Let's see how him and T- we'll do him and Tim Kelly gel do him and like, you know, Chig and D hop, like, like, you know, will they be able to like really gel and jive in this offense? Uh, I don't know. And I'm not saying Will Levis is like the next coming of Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, but I don't know. I think I'm just, I think I just have that itch to see a change, like a big change happen. And that that's the one I'm looking forward to for whenever it does happen. Yeah. I mean, just think back to, what year was it 2019 mm-hmm. when you know Tannehill was the backup and again this is a totally different situation but it was exciting when when Mariota was floundering and they said you know what let's throw Tannehill out there let's see what he's got we, they traded him for peanuts uh one of the few really good trades that I think Robinson made and yeah. it was just exciting like yeah it was exciting because we were winning but it was also I mean before he took over in against the Chargers. I remember talking. You and I were talking. We we're just like, I don't know, dude. He he could throw the ball. <laughs> he could throw the ball fast. Yeah. No, I I remember it was that just, exact moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like where were you when when Mariota got benched? You know, I, I remember you texting me like, I don't know, like, how do you feel about Tannehill coming in? I was like, dude, we cannot see these fucking skip balls anymore coming from Marcus. Like, we need somebody right. that actually has zip, <laughs> and Tannehill does. And like, yeah. again, like, we're not bashing Tannehill. We're not saying that he's bad or anything. I think it's just time to to move on. And yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't bring that up to say that like 
Tannehill right, is being yeah. bad and deserves to be benched. I'm just saying, like, I We're, felt a genuine excitement for a change, like a big change at quarterback. And, mm-hmm. and I, I would be, I would feel the same way. You know, different circumstances, my emotions would probably still be the same. So I want to flip the question to you because I saw this headline along with the Tannehill one that there's rumors that Malik Willis might be traded. How do you feel about that? If Willis gets traded, Malik Willis gets traded, but not Tannehill. Sure. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I have no strong emotional connection to to Will Levis or to Malik Willis. Well, I think I think that I'm just curious, like what kind of signals would that be, you know, sending, you know, that like maybe they're done with, you know, obviously they would be done with him, but like maybe they see more of a future with Levis. I don't know. Or I guess Levis is still just a black box for everybody. Like they don't know. It could be anything. It could be a boat. You know, they don't know what he is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's like the door on let's make a deal or just like, I I don't know. I'll bid on it. So, um, no, I think that would strongly telegraph faith in Levis and it would also equal some sort of value for a player that's kind of he's not it for at least for our offense he's not it so yeah send him on send him on we'll get something out of him I don't care what it is Uh, we we traded we like swapped third round picks for him a couple years ago like what are we what do we stand to lose he's he's not a generational talent Anything you can get for him. Yeah, fuck it. Just watch him become a franchise guy after we trade him. But I'm curious, who would, who, who would, what team needs Tannehill right now? I mean, the Jets, maybe. The Jets, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I don't know who else could, the Broncos. I don't know. The Broncos. Yeah. (laughs) They're, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough sell because unless the quarterback is injured, most teams, seem to be content with their quarterback at least that i can just think of off the top of my head I, maybe the steelers could go for him and and have a veteran presence i'm not sure who their backup is there's probably a mark a little bit of a market out there that we're not really clued into because he's he, there's a chance he could be traded as a backup yeah Ugh, goodness all right well i don't know about you but i don't i don't think i have anything else to talk about from from this week unless there was more trade rumors you want to talk about no not really um do you just want to highlight hopkins and spears as are maybe like lone bright spots in a dark dark cave that was the <laughs> indianapolis game uh let's just keep giving them the ball i guess yeah that's, I'm that's happy- my point of optimism Yes, I'm. I'm very happy with Spears. I like. I feel like he's a great offensive weapon, and I am fully behind that pick right now. So good on Rand and Mike Vrabel for you know evaluating him and getting him. And you know, D Hop is you know very happy with him. I hope that we keep him for next year too, and don't just dump him for salary because he's been good. And like we talked about last episode, he seems to like being here and. He, or he, he's at least, you know, a, a guy that's still trying to motivate the rest of the team, you know. And so because on, on the broadcast, they're talking about all the stuff that he was doing in practice with all the guys and all the push ups that he does. And, and now he's got all the guys doing push ups with him. Maybe that's it. Maybe everyone's gassed from all like the exercises that he's making them do. <laughs> Aziz, I'll show you, cannot reach his arms out for a tackle because they're just noodled from all the 
Bouchard <laughs> said DeAndre Hopkins is forcing on him. That's definitely yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with them too. And Henry just did not look great. I feel like I know like the line hasn't been good, but I also feel like Henry. I feel like he like ran into the back or the butt of so many linemen. Like I just don't know if that's like a lineman thing or him just not like really going to the holes well. Like I I don't, I don't know what the issue is there. Yeah, it could even be as simple as the blocking scheme is is different, and that he's not used to it, so he's just. He he works off muscle memory at that speed, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's gotta that's gotta improve because he's just missing the holes, and he's not usually one to do that. He's he's the one that finds holes that didn't even exist to begin with. So, right, um, yeah, he 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 needs to find the hole. Let's 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 get more than one yard or zero yards. Yeah, or you know, tackle for loss. Um, I think last question I'll throw at you about players. How do you feel about Kyle Phillips so far? I have no idea what to feel about him. He didn't get any catches. I feel like he should not be returning punts. That's the only thing I really feel about him. I give him the ball, maybe try to scheme him open a little bit. They're scheming Hopkins and uh, Nick Westbrook Akine open. Just line him up in the backfield even. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe throw some wrinkles with Phillips doing some odd stuff like that. Get him open. Get him in the open field, let him run. Because I mean, why the if he's not good in the open field, why would they be letting him return bunts? If that's what he's strong at, like make it happen. Right. Yeah. He's been. I was really excited when we drafted him, to be honest, just because his college tape was really good. But you know, he has. He's always injured, and you know, to to your point, he had zero receptions. <laughs> uh, for, for you know, for the last game, I think he had one target. Uh, yeah, his career with us, he has eight. He has caught eight balls on fourteen targets for seventy-eight yards. So, and a, a large a majority of that has been because he's been injured. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. And I think I think that he might be another casualty soon, soonish. I don't Only know. Only health reasons. I think he's a good player. He's just. He needs to stay healthy. Yeah, the show, and, at least. But that, that's been a big thing with us is staying healthy. And then like when people do go down, we don't have like we're talking about at the beginning of this episode, the the depth for it. So I don't know. I, I was really excited about him when we drafted him, but I know he's been injured and everything. But and I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to call Burks a bust or anything like that because I do like him when he's on the field. But man, I wish that dude would stay healthy. Yeah, health's a major factor. I mean, especially with young players, it's impossible to evaluate them on their talent if they're not on the field. So when it comes up to contract decisions, I would hate to be a player and my contract is decided by my, you know, the health of my knee or whatever. Because that's kind of, right. that's just shitty, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, alrighty. I- I'm ready to move on from <laughs> from this Colts game. Uh, we are going to move into discussing uh, going across the pond and playing against the Ravens in London. But before we do that, we got a we got a song for you guys. Uh, it is my week to pick it. I haven't even told Chris what it is yet. Um, I don't know what you're going to think of it. Uh, but uh, since we are in the spooky month, I figured that this is my one chance to play this. It is Dragula by Rob Zombie. See you on, see you on the other side. 
Had to get it in while it's still October because it'll be weird to play that any other time of the year. I think. <laughs> like, Merry Christmas! Here's Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that song's a banger. I'm not even like a death metal guy, but that's a fucking banger every time. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So we are going across the pond to play in London to play against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, always excited for a Ravens game. I don't think we played them. I don't think we played them last year. So um, excited. It's always, it's always a good matchup against them. It's always fun. Um, and we we are both have been kind of poor this year. And we both lost to the Colts. So we have that in common. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm excited for this because it's a morning game. I, I don't know what it is, dude. But I, I'm just I'm such a glutton for just sports in the morning i just love waking up first thing and it's like it's fucking kickoff let's go and this is also a little treat because you and i be able to watch it in person you know yes. together so i'm so excited for that yeah we're gonna be make some bloody mary's maybe a irish coffee i don't know we'll just figure out what we're feeling no i love sports in the morning oh, just, why not both <laughs> why not both yeah we, we might even hop on the mic afterwards and you know you hear us drunk at 10 a.m or whatever but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, our our wives are going to be really excited. So they're going to be sleeping in. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be sleeping in, uh, unless it's a really good game, and then they're going to be waking up to us yelling, drunk about DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. Um, <laughs> drunk about DeAndre Hopkins. That's what the might, the D and D Hop stands for. <laughs> drunk <might> Hopkins. <laughs> Waited to go to Starbucks and watch this. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped because uh, I love English soccer, so I'm always up in the mornings uh, every weekend watching sports. You know, six a.m., nine a.m. doesn't matter. And uh, an additional treat for me about this game is it is the crossover episode for me because it's my favorite football team playing in the stadium of my favorite soccer team, which is Tottenham Hotspur at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, which Brooker, have you seen uh, images or videos of this stadium? Um, is it the same stadium that the other London games have been in? It was the same game that I believe the Jags played last week. Short answer. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Like, so I'm, I'm it's, man. it's got a retractable field specifically for the NFL that, oh. you know, it's a, in, you know, in Europe, they, they don't want to play on turf. So it's a natural grass field that splits into three pieces slides back underneath the stands, not into fucking parking lot, like in Arizona slides <laughs> underneath the stands where they have like UV lights and little robot lawn mowers to maintain the grass while the NFL's out there playing on a turf field. It's really fucking nice stadium. Uh, and I've, I want to see, cause I haven't really paid attention to many London games cause I'm usually watching 
the soccer game that's on at the same time. Obviously, Tottenham's not playing, so um, I'm going to be really, really thrilled to see how how it looks in the NFL setup. Dude, I'm I'm just stoked for for the whole event and everything. We we should really like make like a spread, maybe something maybe like pancakes or something for this too, to just carbs to to go with all the alcohol. But uh, no, I'm I'm really excited for for this for kind of like you know how we already talked about. I just love the morning game and a Ravens game. And do you realize the last time you and I got to like watch a game with each other, it was when we played the Ravens in the divisional round. And Dude, that was a great time. Yeah. That was one of the most fun games I've ever experienced. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we were in a near empty bar in like I would say suburban Birmingham, but it was it's kind of out there. <laughs> and we were yelling uncontrollably in a bar where we're probably you, me, and our wives probably made up half the patronage of the bar that night. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and i'm over there banging the table screaming shit on their chest the whole time yeah so that hopefully we have repeated that this morning um but i don't know going going to this game i feel like it's going to be i honestly have no idea what to fucking expect man i don't know if i have a real prediction for this game because of how you know bipolar that this team has been i mean and they the ravens looked not good against the Steelers last week. The Ravens have had a little bit of the odd week curse just like us. So this might be the game that decides who is more cursed. <laughs> who is more cursed? <laughs> um, something. I wish it was something else, but yeah, you're right. It is what it's figuring out. Everybody do all your normal um, sports superstitions that you do. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Last week, I mean, Mark Andrews and uh, Zay Flowers just were just dropping everything that Lamar was was throwing them. Do they even have a running back right now? I mean, because I know that Dobbins tore his ACL again, I think. So I don't even know who the running back is at at this moment. That's a great question. I should know the answer to that, but um, I don't off the top of my head. Uh, Besides Lamar Jackson running the ball. Yeah, they got Justice Hill. That's right. So, yeah, so I'm not going to say that I don't fear Justice Hill after my experience saying that I don't fear Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I think Justice Hill is a fantastic player and we need to key on him on on defense and make sure he doesn't stop us. How about that? Yeah, no, that sounds good. So I'm, I'm looking at the Ravens. So week one, they beat the Texans 25 to nine. Uh, week two, they beat the Bengals twenty-seven to twenty-four. So they went, uh, you know, had like a little bit rougher time with the Bengals that we did. They lost to the Colts in overtime, twenty-two to nineteen, and then they, uh, they housed the Browns twenty-eight to three. But again, Deshaun Watson did not play in that game. Um, and then they beat the Ravens. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> they 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 beat the Steelers. I'm sorry, no. God damn it. They lost to the Steelers. There we go. Uh, 10 to 17. And on a Kenny Pickett checking out of uh checking out of a play and just doing a moss play to uh Pickens. So so yeah, I don't know. I 
they, they kind of seem up and down too and everything. I mean, like, you know, they at least beat the Browns without Deshaun Watson. They lost to the Colts in overtime. So I, yeah, they've, they've pretty much been getting it done on the ground. It seems like mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the drops. They had like, it was like seven or so drops credit to their wide receivers last week alone. So they, they seem to be kind of struggling in the same way that the Titans are where Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're, they're playing good against teams that are bad or lacking key players and then are kind of just in low scoring or close scoring slogs against everyone else. And the Steelers aren't, the Steelers aren't good. So uh, that that's a concerning trend for them as well, especially oh, these are the fucking Steelers. That is disgusting. So it's, it seems like these are parallel, parallel lines coming together. Uh, and the Titans and the Ravens always play a good game. It's one of those, you know, like in college football, they're like, it doesn't matter how you're playing. It's the iron ball or whatever. Mm hmm it's kind of like that with the tennis Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. It's one of the most slept on rivalries, I think in the NFL, like I fucking hate the Ravens. I hate them just as much as I hate the Colts. They can all fuck off into the ocean for all I care. And so that's a mutual feeling like Ravens fans hate Titans. Yeah. It's, it's a game that just might come down to who hits harder, you know, at the line of scrimmage or, who gets gets away with a cheap hit, you know, in the secondary <laughs> or something. It seems like it always comes down to that. Like they, it's never a clean fight. So I hope the Titans are ready to play dirty in, in England and dirty in know, England. D- I I am a little nervous on one factor, and that's apparently the Ravens are already there and the Titans haven't left yet. Or maybe they left today, but this this was of information I had as of 24 hours ago. So I don't know. I don't like the Ravens <laughs> getting a little head start getting acclimated to the time change and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It, you know, it, I think this can come down to the trenches some and, you know, can Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tart, Dineco, Audrey find Lamar Jackson in the backfield and, you know, stop plays early. Uh, can, and Kevin Byard's always had a good time picking him off too. So, um, you know, defense shows up and hopefully just the bizarro stuff stops happening. And it seems that both teams are needing that this week too. Cause like, like you said, with all the drops that they had last week for the Ravens, I just don't, I, it has to like come back to the mean, you know, <laughs> it, it could that. come back to the mean. It could just, spiral wildly out of control you know (laughs) it could be one of these games where you know we're sitting here with our you know little armchair quarterback hats on and we're saying you know what this is going to be a low scoring game it's going to be a defensive slog nick full versus justin justin uh tucker (laughs) yeah the classic matchup it's going to turn into fucking like 38 to 34 circus of a game (laughs) there's no predicting it uh i would love a crazy high scoring game i don't even care if we win that that just sounds like more fun than watching our team only get field goals yeah Yeah, just only kick field goals yeah yeah no i I, i'd be here for that um uh yeah i guess i guess like like keys to victory and everything that kind of like we did last week i mean we our line has to be better 
like our defensive line, like we got to keep them to below a hundred yards rushing. You know, we, we I feel like we got to do that. Uh, we got to win the turnover battle. Uh, I feel like as long as we pick off Lamar once, at least once, uh, that's in pretty good shape because uh, history shows, you know, you know, if, if we we cause a fumble recovery or uh, interception on him, it really really rattles him a little bit, and uh, especially against us, I think just history has shown that i think so and then if offense you know chig could not have the dropsies the line can protect i mean again i don't think npf played last week i, I don't th- i know he was eligible to but i don't think he did and skronsky came back so maybe npf would be good for this week and that will really you know sh- shed some light you know get the ball in spears hand you know let's do some screen passes to him he's fast you know let's let's get him in open space um uh, and also throw the d hop hopefully burks is playing so that's what yeah, i'm looking maybe, forward to maybe we'll get some reinforcements back be healthy again and and move the ball a little bit more in the 20s so there's still time for the offensive shakeup that we made a lot of you know made a meal over last week and with mpf coming back this this could be an opportunity for us to see that or see him work in and get you know, game reps before rolling out something after the bye week. It's a uh, it, it's going to be something to watch for sure, especially against a, a front that has uh, Patrick Queen and mm. uh, I forget their other linebackers name. They're both middle linebackers are really, really Roquan Smith. They're both really talented. So uh, those will be two players to really trying to keep out of the backfield, especially on these run plays. They're going to have to get up there and and take care of the middle linebackers if we're going to have any success. And uh, so that's going to come down to guard play. It's going to come down to our offensive tackles winning their individual blocks so that the guards can get to the second level. You know, on on zone runs, you, we're, we're going to need to close off their avenues to to you know slice in and and hit in the backfield that's exactly what we failed to do against the colts so they have tape on how it's done and we have tape on what we did wrong so hopefully that's something that they can work on whether maybe that's why we were staying back maybe we're like let's just work on this shit at home and then get on the field in london i have no idea what the what the reasons for waiting to, to travel are or what, but um, maybe Vrabel's got something cooking up and uh, I'm not going to say we're going to win the game. I think it's going to be a close game. It usually is. Could go yeah. either way. I'll be, I was going to say, I'd be happy with a close game. I mean, I guess I would, I don't know. I'd be close. I'll be happy with a close high scoring game. How about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be way happy if we won because, like, like I said, fuck the Ravens, yeah, these yep. stupid rat birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first game I ever went to as a tight, uh, uh, first NFL game I ever went to was a Titans playoff game against the Ravens. Oh no! I think it was like '08 when we were um, yeah. really, really good. Like how like a nine tar- started out ten and zero. These fucking people, dude! Like they are the worst. They're the absolute worst people I've ever had the displeasure of watching sports alongside. Like. You talk about like obnoxious, rude fans. That that that's who I think of every time. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy I haven't had that that luxury of experiencing it first time or, or uh, firsthand. Yeah, I don't wish it on you. 
Oh man, what 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 a game! What a game for you for your first uh, first Titans game to go to. Jeez, it was really funny because there there were points where like you know in the second half people just started trolling back to the Ravens fans, and like every time they walked by in the aisle, like everyone within you know they could see them just started pointing and booing all the Ravens fans. Funny. This lady's like, I'm on the phone. They're like, Oh, sorry, boo. <laughs> god but yeah after the game uh the ravens won it was extremely controversial uh i don't want to really relitigate it yeah probably we don't need to a game but the fans were the ravens fans were in nashville you're like go home go home losers I'm like get the fuck out of our city like go back to your cockroach infested fucking glorified uh you know shipwreck island like get the fuck out of here shipwreck island. i don't uh, even know what the what are they known for like they got boats that's all i know they got boats they got crabs they probably got all types of crabs they're they're known for uh edgar Allan poe yeah i think i think that might be about it yeah edgar Allan poe and it's their entire fucking identity like you got mm-hmm. one famous guy you're like let's this is everything we this all of it we get one depressed poet there we go what <laughs> <laughs> let's let's build our football franchise around him and his poetry oh my god what a disgusting place oh golly but yeah um i don't think i don't think i got anything else for this upcoming game besides i'm just looking forward to the experience of it and um i hope to see spears and it'll be great to see henry you know come back to life in this game for him to just fucking dog on the the ravens I, that would just make me so happy but you know i'm excited to see spears maybe dog on on the ravens you know maybe have the young kid do it yeah whatever it takes yes yes whatever it takes uh any other things uh for you on on the docket Uh, nope and unfortunately there's no afc shit talk this week because the titans are the laughing stock of the afc as of current news cycles (laughs) yeah we are oh gosh but we're allowed to make fun of ourselves but i but we will do that privately um (laughs) Uh, I th- I think that this is a good point to to end this uh, depressing uh, episode of. Uh, I want to listen to some Rob Zombie <laughs> after this, but uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Two Tone Brews. Be sure to share with friends and family. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Tone Brews, and we'll see you next time with our unhinged takes. I just know, no matter what the game no matter the outcome, I just know it's going to be so unhinged of us just being together in, in that episode, but uh, we'll, we'll see you next time with a, with a wacky episode. Adios. Peace.